0: Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, March 1st, 2024. I hope you've had a great weekend. I hope your work week is close to an end, and I hope you have a big weekend in store. Doing more of what makes you feel most like yourself. How often do I say that? And how often do you wonder, are you really doing that, dude? (laughs) I'm trying to. This will be an interesting podcast here today because i really was coming at it from a place of deep zen there are two things deep zen peace tranquility colliding with uh an above average amount of caffeine from a wonderful espresso maker so be interesting to see how this plays out and forgive me what what did prince say i was dreaming when i wrote this so excuse me if i go too fast is that right Life is just a party and parties was meant to last. I'm going to talk about the two places where I'm coming from, the the zen-like quality that I have and that I'm still caffeinating myself. But regarding Prince and apologizing if you've heard this before, I mentioned my dogs got into a situation with a skunk a couple of months ago. I must have mentioned it. If I, if I did and you're like, yeah, dude, you at length discussed it, I apologize. I have a bit of a scattered brain, but I'm striving toward more tranquility and inner peace, so it's not so scattered. The smell is still in this house, remarkably. My wife, I love many things about her. Not at the top of the list is how she is always identifying smells that are uh, somewhat foul or lingering, in any case my dogs got into a situation if I didn't mention it a couple months ago with a skunk in the backyard which sort of abuts a canyon. They ran out late at night and there was a, or you know late it was dark anyway. They ran out there was a big commotion. They got sprayed. They came in hacking with their eyes watering and stuff like that. One of them took it a little bit worse than the other and uh um, As I might have mentioned, if I did discuss it, my first reaction was somewhat parental and protective, I suppose. Like, come on, boys, get in the house. Hurry, get in. Uh, And that didn't turn out to be the wisest move because all that did was bring that really pungent uh, acrid. (laughs) You never hear anything else described as acrid other than an odor. Into the house with them. And I got to tell you, it's really not that bad of a smell. I've never had a problem with a skunk smell. Maybe it's like some people like cilantro and other people don't. I never had a quarrel with the skunk smell. And to be honest, it's uh it smells like a French woman's armpit. (laughs) To be honest, the the more immediate it is and closer you are to it, the, the better, the better it is a lingering skunk smell is still doesn't bother me. But then again, I used to go out with someone who was really uh interested in smelling shower curtain liners when she'd open them. That makes sense. Shower you know, you remember when you you had a shower curtain liner? We still do. We have uh we have one shower curtain liner. You open it, you get a new shower curtain that's that smell, that plastic manufactured chemical smell is pretty overwhelming. And I knew someone who was. Uh, she said she loved it. So maybe my, maybe I, I know women with. I've known women. That's gonna be my story. I've known women with uh, very strong senses of smell. My wife likes to. Uh, she she is very alert for smells. Let's put it that way. And in any case, the odor of a skunk is not really that bad. However, my parental instinct being to shield the boys. Come on in, fellas, I got you. I'll stand out there. I'm not gonna race out there and fight a skunk, but come on, get let's get in here. Let's get you away from that smell. Immediately, as they would say, populated the home with that incredible odor. And then they then, then it you know sits in dog beds and it sits probably in uh, you know ceilings and it's it's been a couple months and I think you can still smell it and the reason I'm I'm talking about it right now is because I I think I smelled it when I came into the recording studio to sit down and talk to you. But it's not really that bad. What it does is uh like the underarm of a French woman, it reminds you that there could be more to be that there's more to be done to get rid of the smell. Like she could take a shower, uh dare I say put on some deodorant or something like that. But also, you know, it's the right French woman's armpit. And, sorry. I call them pits. What do you call them? <laughs> my wife tells my daughter, actually my daughter tells me, you you and I call them armpits. Mom calls them underarms. See my daughter's journey played out right there. I'm telling her a, a, perhaps a more coarse description, your pits. <laughs> and my wife is telling her underarms. But it's a signal that you should, uh, there's probably more to be done. Like we could have scrubbed the house more. We could have, uh, maybe it's a chair that I'm sitting on that that absorbs some of the odor. In any case, I think there might still be some odor in this home. What I wanted to say about the tranquility, and I I think it it compelled the monologue today, (laughs) the soliloquy, is... You could tell listening to this podcast I'm very unsure of the way forward comedically in San Diego. Unsure of the way and unsure of my willingness to commit to it. And it's uh it's not good. It's uh it's uh very unfulfilling if I um you know the last podcast I posted On Tuesday was from exactly one year ago, right on the heels of the hot What's Your Problem show. And I was like, holy shit, this thing is going to go to the moon. And then over time, it fizzled out for any number of reasons. One of which was the five o'clock time on a Sunday. Another was maybe not the consistency of lineup. I don't know exactly what it was, uh, but I do know. But I do still believe as hard as this would be. If you have me, LeVar, Flo, and Nick on stage, it's going to be a barn burner. What, maybe we, anyway, that's aside. I was just sort of in this, I am still in this space of like, what the fuck? Like, I was, uh, I wasn't riding high, but I was doing my damn thing comedically. And now I'm out here and haven't done anything. And that's, that's on me. That's just on me 100%. But you can tell listening to the podcast where I'm I'm, I'm frustrated by that. I'm. Uh, I was gonna say something like I feel bad about it. But I but I I don't feel bad about it. I I I don't feel good about it. But I don't feel bad about it. I've said there's not like a real destination in San Diego. You know, like I said, if you if you were a San Diego comic, you would get to the top of the scene and then you, you'd you move out, move along and move out, move uh, to LA or New York or Atlanta for fuck's sake. So, and you, you've heard me moaning and I'm not going to get into about like, I, it's just not, doesn't feel consistent with who I am. Just, Hey, here's me making a video and putting it on, uh, making a reel and putting it on an Instagram, which is really the only way I could, not, I want not say only, which is really what I should do. It's the coin of the realm but it's it's something I struggle with and the, and there's you know there's that you've heard this this it's not ennui <laughs> that's how you say that word I think ennui kind of means boredom but what I'm talking about is a general malaise comedically um I'm not as funny on a day to day basis my uh my vision is less sharp I'm not seeing the seams on the ball it's just i' I've, there's been a a retreat from comedy in San Diego that I don't feel good about. I don't feel bad about it, but I don't feel good about it. The not feeling bad part is, is, like I've also told you, there's a lot of upside to not going to a fucking open mic or some dreadful show or some terrible club that doesn't know how to do comedy, quote, the right way. And I get to hang out with my wife. I get to luxuriate in my home in San Diego, California. I get to uh, go to bed or I get to go to bed. I struggle. I challenge myself to go to bed early so I can wake up and be a fully present father and be downstairs when my daughter comes down and immediately we can get into doing 12-minute workout with James Dunn, D-U-N-N-E, on YouTube. Strength training for runners. James Dunn, D-U-N-N-E. You know I love Jimmy. My daughter will come down. You know like there's a lot. I mean, at least in the primary uh, focus, my daughter and my wife. That like this is this is great, you know. I, I'm I'm part of the family all the time. There's not dad, and then he goes out. But I gotta I gotta go out. I I love going out, and I love being a comic, and I love talking shit, and I love. Being around other comics, as terrible as they are, And that doesn't really have anything to do with anything. I love being around comics. I love the way they see things. I love the shit they talk to. But I've just been in this malaise, right? You've, you've heard it. And, like, what's next is really what I've been... What needs to be addressed. I wasn't going to say I was asking myself what's next. But it's what needs to be... Determined what is next. And I don't know if I have the answer right now for you, but what I do know in speaking of how I came to this Zen place at least earlier in the day, was I woke up I was asleep by about eleven last night, and I woke up around six forty AM. You know I'm very obsessed with the and I I, I appreciate you also. Letting me work through this here. You know I'm obsessed with sleep cycles. Motorcycles, sleep cycles, and menstrual cycles are my focus. I am obsessed with where you wake up in the sleep cycle. And I've been led to believe that a full sleep cycle is an hour and a half. And historically, if I thought I need to get eight hours of sleep, the belief that it's every hour and a half a full cycle runs has led me to believe it's an hour and a half, which then becomes three hours, four and a half hours, six hours, seven and a half hours is if you're waking up in the right place. You know, if you wake up in too deep of a REM place, you could have 10 hours of sleep, but you feel groggy all day. I think that's what's happening. Is this an old person's thing to talk about sleep? I really do believe it is. <laughs> but I've been old for a number of years, and I've been obsessed with the sleep cycle for a number of years. This morning, I woke up around 6.40, and I figured that was in a pretty good spot. I woke up, and I didn't feel tired. I didn't feel, you know, like flying out of bed. I didn't feel energized. I didn't feel like a spirited lovemaking session. I, but I was awake. I felt decent when I woke up. And by the way, young people, old people, if you feel decent when you wake up, that's, that's a win. You know what I mean? It's like I woke up at... All right, I don't want to go too far in the sleep thing. I woke up around 6.40. I felt good. I felt like I had enough sleep. And I wasn't going to be like crying for a nap sometime later in the day. Can I squeeze in... 30 minutes here before ballet. Can I do this other thing before? Hey, you know what I'm doing today. I'm going to have lunch with my juggling instructor. How cool is that? And I, and I, uh, I'm the, I initiated it. I was like, hey, I'm going to be near you. What are you up to? Do you want to go have lunch? And he said, yeah, call me uh, on, your, on your way. So I'm going to have lunch with him. I got up in this 640 hour, or whatever it was. And I went downstairs and there was no epiphany. There's no Zen-like thing yet. But I, I knew I was kind of level-headed when I came downstairs. Went into the uh, the room that has the TV. Called the TV room. We call it the VIP room because that's where the very important daughter goes. We call it the Peppa room because it was the site of a lot of Peppa Pig viewing. Even my daughter the other day said, I'm, I'm growing out of Peppa Pig. Like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Fucking Peppa Pig has infiltrated this house and the goddamn daddy pig... You've heard me rant over and over about how the depiction of dads in children's media makes us all like fucking dipshits. I like Daddy Pig, but something happened along the way where he got a parking ticket and my daughter is still traumatized by it. I'm wondering if there's like something else going on here. Because my God, if I mention a parking ticket or I'm going to show her a parking ticket, or we... Stop in any zone. What does that mean? Is is it green three minutes or green the government's favorite color? Which is pretty good. God damn! Like, whatever happened with Daddy Pig and that parking ticket has really infected my daughter. Got to shake out of it. And as I've told you, I'm in that place of being an empathetic listener, not trying to solve. I tell her every day, girl, if you feel it, it's real. If you feel it, it's real. I just want to highlight for you that a parking ticket is not like a, a a hurricane of knives coming at you. It's not uh, like she said a tornado of dinosaurs and animals trying to eat you. But I'm like I'm I'm listening. I get it, girl. I understand parking tickets can be stressful. Nobody wants to waste the money. I don't want you to waste money, Dad. I don't fucking want to do it either. But it's almost worth like torching off twenty five bucks just to show you that when you get a parking ticket. They don't come and take you away. She's maybe they did that to Daddy Pig. But it's a thing. It was a thing yesterday when we picked her up from school. I wanted to drive her by this car that I saw on my run the other day that had like ninety five tickets just sunbeaten on the dashboard, on the um, under the windshield wiper. And like as we were getting closer to it, she was like, I don't want to see it, I don't want to see it. Like, bro, in your instincts, bro. It's no big deal. But I always wonder if she can come to me, and I'm gonna listen. I'm not gonna just explain away her problems. I'm setting this up for down the road. You know that, right? Tell me what happened at school. Tell me what happened at the party. Tell me like all that shit. I'm not gonna sit there and go, that's no big deal, girls. You know what I mean? Like, I'm 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 on the front foot of this. She's grown out of Peppa, but it used to be called the Pepper Room. I go in there, and because it's the Peppa Pig room because all of her toys, dolls, stuffed animals, all the kid shit is down there. I can't find the remote for the TV to put on 12 minute workout strength training with James Dunn. I'm telling you if you run and you listen to this podcast, do yourself a favor and find strength training or James Dunn and then strength training. It it's it really helps your core. It doesn't it helps your lower back, which is your core, I guess. I run stronger, okay? I can't find the remote. So I can't turn the TV on. I can't do my 12 minute workout before the girls, the Chobani twins, come down at 7 a.m. So, what I do, which I very rarely do, is I just sit there and try to identify the sore parts of my body. <laughs> That sounds so incredibly sexy, doesn't it, everyone who wonders what I do with my body? But I sat there in like a, I need to stretch my neck. I need to stretch always like my hip and my lower back. And you know what, young people, as you're sitting there saying, Grandpa, get off the goddamn rocker. You know why I have to stretch? Because I work out. And you know how you don't? It's because you're sitting there eating fucking chips. Okay, (laughs) it's not just because I'm aged. It's because like some like a ribeye steak. I'm stretching because I work out. So my legs get tight. My core gets tight. I want to loosen those things up. I want to, if I ever have it, get rid of the lactic acid. That's not what it is. I'm not trying to flush myself. It's just. I want to stretch and I want to not feel tight and and uh, sore. So I'm sitting there and this is this going somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's going to be this a moment of Zen. I think they used to call it on the soup. I'm sitting there. I tilt my head back. I can't quite figure out how I want to sit. I put my legs straight out in front of me. This is, you know, 645 in the VIP room or the pepper room. I'm sitting there at 645 with my legs straight out. I kind of reach over to to touch my knees, <laughs> Just touch, try to get my hands down toward my ankles, stretching out my lower back, reaching, breathing. Let your spine curve, pull you, pull you to the to the floor. Thinking of old Pilates classes I've taken. I've never done yoga, and I felt this was as close as I get to yoga this morning as I've ever gotten. I can't. know that worked. Then I st- I, I cross. I cross my left leg over my right leg and pull it back, stretching, I think, the piriformis and my glute. Okay, that's working a little bit. There's tightness there. I'm feeling some release. <laughs> I do the other one. I'm trying to. What I'm really trying to do down there is I'm trying to figure out where is the high-yield stretch, right? For someone who doesn't stretch a lot, especially you're supposed to stretch a lot after you run, but there's only so many hours in a day. When I run, afterward, I stretch my calves and then I do that thing where I lift my foot uh, behind my butt and hold on to it. So I stretch my calves and then I do that, which is your quads, I think, the front of your legs. I'm trying to find the highest yield stretch while I'm sitting there. And what I start to do is I tilt my head back and I rotate my neck in a circle like I'm doing now. And what's interesting about that? I just did it right now. Do you know what gleeking is? To gleek. It's 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 a un it's an automatic uncontrollable uh salivary reaction. Like you yawn You close your mouth or something, you might have like a gleek, a little shot of saliva out of, I think, that thing underneath your tongue is where it comes from. I knew kids in school who would do it. They called it gleeking. I hope that's not racist. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. I think they could do it. They could control the gleek. I can't. But when I just was rotating, it's that little shot of saliva that comes out when your mouth needs it, I guess. But I was just rotating my neck around telling you this story. And I bleaked. (laughs) And I can, it stayed in my mouth. Anyway, I, I started rolling my neck around. And there's, you know, tightness in my neck that goes down my back toward my left glute, I suppose. It's all connected. And as I'm doing that, I feel this release. I feel the tension kind of fade away. It's not better, right? And then... As I'm just sitting there, it intuitively comes to me. What a brilliant intuition I had to pull my legs toward me and sit in what is now known as crisscross applesauce. Okay, You know what I'm talking about? It used to be called something else when I was a kid. Now I'm sitting with my legs crisscrossed. And then doing, like, all of a sudden I'm holding onto my knees, I guess. And I'm just rotating my head around. And my neck actually pops a little bit. And then I go the other way. And (sighs) leads to a deep breath. Pull my head back around. And I did this for, like, five minutes, just on my neck. And it led to that deep breath, the same deep breath that happens every time I do the morning pages, every time I do free writing, and which usually has to happen before anybody wakes up. Sometimes I can do it in the eight o'clock creative hour, but it doesn't always work because my brain is usually off to the races by then and I'm not in the Zen-like place as I've told you before, the first thing you do when you get out of bed, if you just start writing, and if you can do it for, if you have the luxury to do it for 30, really 45 minutes, and the way I've always talked about it is it declutters your brain. You just write as if no one's going to ever read it. Just keep writing, writing, writing. And it declutters your brain so you can focus on the things later in the day I think it gives you better clarity and focus on the things you want to be focused on rather than having the um, errata of your brain ping-ponging around in there and kind of distracting you from what you want to be focused on you sit down and you write it all out in the morning it brings you to a more tranquil place I think in your head and then you can be creative you can be productive you can be whatever you want to be that breath right there comes to me when I do the morning pages, every, it comes right about the same time, t- somewhere in the 24 to 31 minute mark. I'm writing, writing was not going anywhere. And all of a sudden, like, you know, I wonder why I always wanted to stay up late. Did I have to do that? And really? Why did I do that? Well, I remember going to slumber parties and, and you're just like fucking whatever is coming out of your head. You put down the paper And then right about 26 minutes or so, I take a breath. And that same breath is what occurred in a matter of like five minutes this morning when I was doing this stretching. And in doing this stretching, of my neck rolling it around with no noise, no people. The Chobani twins upstairs in their separate rooms. I felt this kind of peace-like place. And it came to me, just do comedy, you know, just, and this is, this is, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a, I'm trying to say, this is the stoking of the motive rather than the destination and the vision. Like I said, I need a vision for how I can headline comedy clubs from San Diego I need a vision if I'm going to use Instagram to fulfill headlining, that objective of um, headlining comedy clubs from San Diego. Where, you know, my network is, the point is this. That was not a moment of having a vision. It was just the um, sort of flowering of the the motive. Just do stand-up. For now, do stand up. The de- the vision, the destination, will come. Or it won't, but just do stand up. I had this like I felt like Rick Rubin. I felt like I'm in this Zen-like place where I'm trying to where it just it was just simple. Just do stand up. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to a mic tonight. And it doesn't matter that it's going to lead to a show that's going to suck and another show that's going to suck on top of that. And then maybe I'll get to feature some club that sucks. It doesn't matter. And then I'll be better than the headliner. all that. All I really had this thought was, just do comedy. And then just almost a very minor tangentially way, just be the best comic in San Diego and see what what that gets you. And I think if I focus on that, that will bring into clarity the path to the greater objective. It will inform the vision, if you will. Just be the best stand-up, not, best stand-up in San Diego. Not in what I was going to say. Not, not, not in competition with anybody other than myself and everybody else who does stand-up in San Diego. There are good comics here. Just be the best and see what that gets you. So it was uh it was really interesting. It was it You can hear it now. I've taken like four or five of those breaths. They may they may smell awful, but they may sound terrible into the microphone. But I'm in like a a, a kind of zened out place, which is amazing because I've had almost an entire third espresso while I've been talking to you. I've gotten things off my chest, I suppose. i don't know, I don't want to be too self conscious but you can probably hear this sounds different than the last handful of podcasts the interest the 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 curious thing when I say just do stand up i'm gonna go to a mic tonight and i'm gonna tell jokes and i'm i I have a list of shit that I was working on before you know I allowed this malaise to creep in over the last month and a half. And I'm going to pull some of them out. I might think about some stuff to say about that conflict in, uh, in that part of the world there. Which is just, there's a right side of history and a wrong side of history, man. And you know what's crazy? is I, It's not crazy at all. You can see it in, in, uh, in this country every day. Is I think the people are on the side of the people. And they're not on the side of the state, but it seems like the government is on the side of the state and uh, I don't know man, I might talk about that. Probably not going to talk about that right now. the That's it. just do comedy and then and th- that just do comedy. just do comedy. It's like my, it's like my favorite. With music, uh, I'm not talking about like spending time with my wife and kid. Music and comedy are my favorite things. So just do comedy. And then be the best in San Diego. And go from there. And somehow I needed to, somehow that happened. And it happened through the stretching and feeling like I was Rick Rubin for a second. It's not a bad role model. Be like Rick Rubin. What? What will challenge that? Just do comedy. Is all the other things in my life. That is just that's bullshit too. All the other things. If someone offered me a ton of money to fly around and be. you know do like more work kind of consulting stuff that I do would I take that opportunity probably in a second but for now I'm going to just do comedy and and I'm going to I'm going to stretch more too <laughs> cuz it got me to a good place that's it I'm just going to do comedy I hope you have a great weekend and I look forward to chatting with you on Tuesday, and I look forward to having uh, done comedy by the time I talk to you. Okay, have a great weekend.